From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, SNPs and ranibizumab. In neovascular AMD, we see that patients respond differently to anti-VEGF treatment. First this. If time and money were no object, you'd probably go to a lot of meetings. Not just ASCRS, but ESCRS, APACRS, AAO, Hawaiian Eye, and Winter Update, and you'd learn a ton. But money is an issue, and time an even bigger one. That's why I go to all of those meetings for you, speak with the presenters you'd like best, and get them to distill their talks down to just a few minutes. You can see all of these interviews at no cost at the iWorld Replay website. Just go to ewreplay.org, E-W-R-E-P-L-A-Y.org, and enjoy. Anyone in clinical practice knows well that it is impossible to predict the response that any one patient will have to a particular therapy. We ascribe this to differences in degree of pathology or, or even differences in individual physiology. But what does that actually mean? Does differences in physiology mean phenotypic differences with actual genetic bases? What if we could predict the response that a particular patient would have to a particular therapy? Couldn't we then customize a therapeutic strategy to a particular patient? Sasha Fauser has brought us a bit closer to this goal by identifying SNPs that correlate with response to ranibizumab treatment. Don't remember what SNPs are? Listen on. Sasha, we know that ranibizumab, we, we as, as clinicians know that ranibizumab is an anti-VEGF agent. And we picture in our, in our own minds that it's doing something to block VEGF or the activity of VEGF. But in order to understand the study that you've done, let me ask you first, how does ranibizumab actually work? Uh, ranibizumab inhibits a specific form of VEGF. It's VEGF-A, it, it, it inhibits. Um, all VEGFs are important regulators of uh, vascular formation, for example, that's angiogenesis, both under uh, physiological but also pathological conditions. And we know five forms in humans, VEGF-A, B, C, D, and uh, PLGF. They exist in different variants and different processed forms, and they bind to an overlapping, in an overlapping pattern to three receptors called receptor 1, 2, and 3. And in A&D, VEGF-A was, was found to be, a, to be key in both uh, neovascularization and vascular leakage. By inhibiting VEGF-A, there is less leakage, which uh, can be seen as uh, less intra- or subretinal fluid, and the neovascularization uh, can be stopped. VEGF-A binds to receptor 1 and 2, and most part uh, of the cellular responses are mediated by receptor 2. So taken together, it is a complex story, but in summary, um, in AMD, VEGF-A and the receptor 2 seem to be the most important ones, and uh, they are inhibited by, by ranibizumab. And does, does ranibizumab um, act to reduce the production of VEGF, or does it compete 
with um, with VEGF uh, A um, to bind to the VEGF receptor two binding site. Well, it, no, it it binds the yeah it it, in, it um, binds the VEGF A and um, competes with the receptor for uh, for VEGF A. So basically, it eliminates uh, the VEGF um, from from the um, binding to the receptor. Now, prior to your study, was there any evidence that the variability in response to ranibizumab was related to differences in the VEGF receptors or differences in the VEGF molecules themselves? There seems to be some association with a genetic variant in VEGF A itself, but it uh, does not have a strong influence. But from, from cancer studies uh, where anti-VEGF drugs are used as well, there is some data that uh, responds to anti-VEGF therapies related to VEGF receptor 1 polymorphisms. But for, um, for in, in AMD, there is no data that uh, the receptor 2, for example, is involved. We're, we're going to be talking about um, polymorphisms. Let me ask you, what is an SM, uh, what, what is an SNP? Is it the same thing a, 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 as a as a SNP, uh, as, an, as an SNIP? Well, it, it is, um, you, you can call it uh, SNP, and uh, SNP stands for single nucleotide polymorphism. Mm -hmm. It is a DNA sequence variation. It's a difference at a single nucleotide position, and we know many millions of these polymorphisms in the human genome. These variations make up human genetic diversity, but they also affect how we develop disease or respond to drugs. Um, as it would be too expensive to screen now for all known SNPs, we can use a subset that is representative for a specific um, chromosomal region. That's what we also did. And these SNPs are called tagged. It means that we do not necessarily identify the disease-causing SNP in the first screen. That's what we did. But only one that is linked or tagged to the pathogenic change. So so I want to ju just... Uh, um uh, talk, talk about this for for a for a second. It, 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 it's it's not, you know, maybe it's not the most most clinically relevant point, but but I want the listeners to the podcast to to understand what what you what you just said. When you are identifying SNPs that um, that uh, correlate to a particular phenotype, you, you, you can't say that the SNP is actually within the gene that is coding for the protein for that, for that phenotype. What you can say is that there's sufficient proximity on the chromosome between that polymorphism and the gene that they both wind up sorting in, in the same way. Right. So, um, there are, there are cases that in, in AMD2 where, um, where it's not even clear which gene is the relevant one. For example, on chromosome 10, uh, there are two genes in question, uh, ARMS2 and uh, HATRA1, uh, which are one of which is definitely um, associated with uh, AMD, but we still don't know which one it is. Sure. So let, let, uh on that theme, let me ask you, what question did your study seek to answer, Sasha? Well, in neovascular AMD, we see that patients respond differently to anti-VEGF treatment. And um, in the majority of patients, vision is preserved or even improved, but there, is also, there are also some patients that do not respond well. 
that uh, they lose vision and if there is no obvious reason, reason such as uh, bleeding, for example, we do not know why. So several studies have suggested that genetic uh, factors influence the response to anti-VEGF drugs. For example, poor response rates were reported for genes that are involved in the pathogenesis of AMD, such as the complement factor H and uh, ARMS2, but the effect was small. Um, so these risk variants may increase the severity of the disease and somehow the treatment response, but they are not directly involved in the, path in the um, pharmacological pathway of ranitizumab. And now we wanted to look into genes that are not primarily involved in the pathogenesis of AMD, but in the drug pathway itself, such as uh, VEGF family members and their receptors. Can I get you to describe the design of your study? Yes, uh, we sampled 366 patients that were treated for uh, neovascular AMD with ranibizumab for at least one year. Um, they were all treated on a pro-renata regimen with uh, monthly OCT examinations. And we genotyped um, 126 polymorphisms, genetic polymorphisms, in the VEGF um, family and the corresponding receptors. Um, I would like to point out that the treatment regimen might have a huge influence on the outcome of such a study. So if you completely inhibit VEGF during the whole study, for example, by um, continuous monthly injections, you select for different characteristics of your study population, as opposed to a study where you follow a pronata regimen, where again and again there is an up and down of VEGF in these patients. So um, studies, that, for example, I think there are studies that will find different polymorphisms depending on your treatment. And um, once more, the, 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 the treatment protocol in, in your study? Well, we uh, followed um, uh, monthly OCT examinations and treated only on, on the, uh, CNV activity. And what were your main outcome measures? Um, we measured the change in visual acuity from baseline prior to any treatment in these patients to that of uh, to the visual acuity after three injections and after one year. And we also look for associations with, uh, well, for genetic polymorphisms uh, in, in VEGF and um, family members and their receptors. We also look for confounding variables in such as gender, age, lesion type, baseline visual acuity, and uh, smoking. Sasha, what were your findings? What were your results? We identified two genetic polymorphisms in the VEGF receptor 2 gene that were independently associated with a better visual outcome after one year. The difference between patients with and without changes at these two sites um, were already apparent after three injections, but increased to about uh, three lines after one year. So patients... Uh, with these uh, changes, gained initially more vision and did not lose in the course uh, of treatment within the first year. Um, visually, visually, visual acuity increased gradually with the number of, of, of um, alleles in both SNPs. Um, we saw in our uh, cohort, we saw patients with uh, no minor alleles up to three minor alleles. So we did not see any patients, so to say, with the maximum number of um, minor alleles, which 
would theoretically have the best response. We have now recently looked also at the change in visual acuity after two years, and we still see uh, this positive effect. The difference um, between the best and the uh, and the verse group was, as I said, about three lines. That is really clinically, clinically significant. Yeah, that's change. a substantial difference. Yes. Now, it, I mean, obviously, it, it, it's it's sufficient that that, that you've uh, found these two SNPs that uh, correlate with better response to resibiz- to ranibizumab therapy. But you know, I, I'm going to ask you. Anyway, Sasha, do, do you have any sense about why RS-457-6072 and RS-682-8477, um, which are the two SNPs that you found, do you have any sense of why it is that these two uh, patient groups, these patients with these SNPs, respond better to, re- to ranibizumab therapy? Honestly, I don't know, but as I mentioned um before, we have some data from cancer treatment where the expression of uh, a VEGF receptor was changed with consequences on, on the, the response. And um, so I, it could be an effect on re- receptor transcription that, for example, there is less um, receptor present in the retina. And if there was less receptor, VEGFA signaling would be a bit limited via the receptor and the treatment effect enhanced. But currently, this is uh, only an, a hypothesis. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I uh, follow what you're saying, that, that, that you, you suggest that maybe this SNP influences the number of receptors, the, the, the density um, of receptors that are, are produced as, as opposed to some conformational change. Uh, in the in the receptor, but of course, I mean it's it's early days yet, and, and, and you and you can't say. Now, of course, the 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 ideal therapy would tailor medication to each particular patient. We're, we're obviously not at that that point yet, but from a clinical standpoint, do you recommend screening patients for VEGF VEGF receptor SNPs in in clinical practice? I think right now we are not there yet. But as a next step, uh, we will have to replicate the data in an independent cohort. And the findings, I think, will help us to understand the disease and, and therapy better and then try to improve treatments. But maybe patients that respond then less because of VEGF receptor polymorphisms caused by more receptor transcription, if that's true, could benefit, for example, from a more intense VEGF inhibition later on. Um, then I think they, they would certainly benefit from a genetic test, um, so we will have to wait for the coming studies to see if it can be replicated and if we can figure out um, what the mechanism is. Really, really great stuff, Sasha. Sasha, thank you very, very much for being generous with your time today. Uh, Dankeschön and uh, Tschüss. Oh. Uh, yeah, sehr gerne. Vielen Dank auch. Sasha Fauser is Professor of Ophthalmology in the Department of Ophthalmology at the University Hospital of Cologne in Cologne, Germany. His paper, Polymorphisms in Vascular Endothelial Growth Factor Receptor 2 are associated with better response rates to ranibizumab treatment in age-related macular degeneration, appears in the April 2014 issue of Ophthalmology. 
ask questions of Dr. Fauser or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Write to me with your questions or comments at josh at iWorld.org. As seen from here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.